Hi, I'm Nathan Gould. And I'm Lazarus Gramos. And this is The Back Peg. This is episode 6 of Destination Doha, covering all things Group G with Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. What, what a, a tasty oof. group this is. Took the words right out of my mouth. This group is just mouth-watering from a football perspective. It's incredible. group these last two groups so group g and group h are the most interesting groups i think of the whole world cup draw to be honest you could argue that either one of these groups could be considered a group of death legitimately there hasn't really been a group of death branded as there has been in the past with uh, traditionally but you've got brazil you've got the might of brazil you've got serbia who have been on absolute fire in europe and they've got so many goals in, in that in, serving. Incredible. Team. I mean, Mitrovic, I mean, we'll talk about Mitrovic later, but on fire, in, you know, he, he's carried his form through from Serbia into Fulham, into the Premier League, and it's just incredible. Switzerland, who are a really, really good side and will be a thorn in, you know, could be considered one of the favourites of the group. And also Cameroon. And we all know that Cameroon have got a storied past in the World Cup, and there's no reason to dispute that you know, they couldn't upset the apple cart here as well. Cameroon are one of the strongest pot four teams. Mm. And these are the group of death for mine because I rate them a bit higher okay. than Ghana going yep. into this tournament. We'll talk sure. about Ghana later on in yep. a future episode. But yep. Cameroon, what a side they are coming into this tournament. And they've got some stiff competition in Serbia and Switzerland, as well as tournament favourites Brazil going into it at the bookies. But any team in this group can do anything. I think it's it, so evenly matched. Yeah, I think any two of the four would. It wouldn't surprise me which of the two, aside from Brazil, I guess, if Brazil missed out, geez, they would be a shock because I think Brazil are favourites of the World Cup. I don't see them winning it, though. You don't see them winning I the know, World shocking Cup? I know, yep. shocking call. Shocking call. They're not my personal favourites, right, of, for this World Cup. However, are they, they're probably one of the four threats that I see potentially winning it, right? They're just a stack side, though. They're an absolute stack side. And... You go to Serbia, you go to Switzerland, and, I mean, Serbia in particular, their form in Europe has been incredible of late. You know, uh, look at the goal-scoring prowess of Mitrovic at the moment. He started off this current run of form that is in playing for Serbia, taking it to Fulham, applying it into the Premier League, comes back to Serbia during the uh, last um, little while and has just been on fire. And his strike partner is no slouch either with Dusan Vlaovic. No, what a gun player he is. Unbelievable. Juventus massively out of form this season. But it's a chance at this World Cup for everyone to be reminded of what a good young player he is. This World Cup, more so than any other, I think we've covered it before, is a bit of a shop front for the January transfer window. It's incredible. Like, Vlaovic is a great player. You know, great talent. And, you know, once linked to Real Madrid, possibly again in the future. Who knows? It's Switzerland. I mean, Grant Shacker is one of the biggest surprise packages of this season's Premier League. Where 18 months ago he was on the outer at Arsenal, the incident where he threw the armband on the floor and was booed out of the stadium. Reborn. To where he is now, mm. reborn. It's a completely different player, nearly. Yeah. And there was an interview that he did with the BBC the other week where he was saying that he was on the verge of an exit. He had a move lined up, ready to go, but Mikel Arteta persuaded him to stay at the Emirates. And as a result, we've seen 
uh, as you put it, a rebirth of Granit Xhaka, who was Arsenal captain and now is ready to lead the Switzerland team to a World Cup. And now re-established as a fan favourite of Arsenal. It's incredible. Eight months ago, you wouldn't have said that Granit Xhaka would A, still be at Arsenal and have a fan song. No, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we all know how fickle the EPL fans are, right? Basically encouraging the crowd to yell abuse at him and as he's walking off uh, being substituted and uh, his home crowd, mind you. And, yeah, fast forward 18 months and it's just an incredible, uh, incredible turnaround. A regeneration of his career. It absolutely is. And you know. he's not the only highlight of this Swiss team going into this tournament. We'll talk about Switzerland a little bit later on a bit more in depth we'll start with brazil yeah geez the tournament favorites at the bookies coming into it my personal favorite to lift the trophy yes that might be perceived a little bit boring a little bit safe but with this world cup i don't think there is a safe choice i don't think uh, look as john delitzer said on a previous episode that this world cup is wide open it really is like the gap between the final 32 is not that huge, right? So, look, I don't know if Brazil will add a sixth star to their badge. I don't anticipate they will, but you can't take away from them that they are a brilliant side. And the fact is, is that the way that the World Cup draw has actually worked out for them, they face the other two we would consider bigger threats to them in this group straight off the bat. Serbia first up, right? So fascinating fascinating um, draw for them but yeah I mean look if you start with Brazil who's their goalkeeper who who like is it going to be Alisson or is it going to be Edison I think it's going to be Edison myself you do yeah I do you do I think he's going to go the other way for mine Alisson is a better goalkeeper yes yep. Edison's better with his feet he's got better passing but Alisson's a better shot stopper and I think Tita has gone with Alisson for the most part when he's yep. been fit and ready and able but I don't know. It's so close. It just speaks to the depth of this Brazil team. We'll come on to other positions yeah. shortly, but these are two of the best goalkeepers in the world. They are, and and but I think Courtois is just ahead of them at uh, Real Madrid and for Belgium. But I mean, these two goalkeepers are just brilliant. There aren't enough superlatives of them, but I think Edison just edges it because I think he's in better form as compared to Allison. The thing is, Allison's been affected by the Liverpool slump. He has a little bit, but Edison's always got a bit of a clangor in him. Yeah. Always. He, he always gives off one or two a season, mm. and there hasn't really been one so far this campaign, so no. perhaps it's not too far away. Yeah, uh, yeah that, maybe. That annual Edison clangor, and I wouldn't want that to happen if I was Tite at the tournament. So No, but then if you that, that's the case, why would you take him? You can't not take him. Cause, oh, of course you take him. Of course right. you take him. I think he sits on the pine whilst Allison mm. does take to the pitch yeah. and... Hope to get the goals out. Let us know your thoughts with regard to anything uh, of this uh, Brazilian side or anything else for that matter that we've covered off in these podcasts at the back peg on Instagram and at Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter now and a little bit of feedback on Twitter as well, Mm. which is good to see. So if you are out there listening, uh, do reach out. Let us know your thoughts and let us know your predictions as well. We want to read out a little bit of viewer feedback, what people think might actually happen here in Qatar 2022. Let's dive back into this Brazil side. I want to talk about the centre-backs. Yeah. Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, Eda Militao. It's probably going to be a back four for Tite in Brazil at this tournament. So who misses out? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Who does miss out? I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, 
I think Silver starts and is captain, quite rightly, right? Yes, he's 38 years old, but I think that uh, playing in the Premier League, even though it's been, a, you know, some would say a mixed bag, he's actually helped Chelsea, I think, uh, overall. Looking at their last start against Tunisia in a 5-1 victory during the recent international break, yeah, you got, had Thiago Silva and you had Marquinhos, which I think are the pairing that will be favoured given they've had a relationship at PSG as well in the past. Danilo will be right back and Alex Tellers will be left back. I think that's the, the back four. I don't know so if there's you... lots of depth at fullback as mm. well. You've got uh, yeah. Alexandro. At right back, you've got Eda Militao who can slot in there as well. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. So the that's defense true. is absolutely loaded with depth, as yeah. is the midfield. It's probably going to be Casemiro and Fred starting. You think if he plays with two holdings, yes. Yeah, I would say so. I think he is yeah. going to go with a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. That tends yeah. to be the, that tends to be the way. Do we talk about Bruno? Where does Bruno Guimaraes fit in this? Because I don't think he starts. Not no chance. Bruno Guimaraes starts ahead of Rafinha. I know yeah. Rafinha's at Barcelona and on the right. You, but well, look, you've got a player. Where would you put? Yeah, look, that's that's a point. Yeah, I think if you if you're telling me that I have to play Bruno, Bruno Guimaraes, I think you do. I think it's... as a Newcastle supporter, <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it is no. Fred that would make way for it. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I actually think that he would be playing as a holder. And I think that, actually, to be fair, that Bruno has had a better season than Fred. I think Bruno has, yes. But that partnership, Fred and Casemiro, has worked so well for yeah, Brazil in the fair. last three years almost now. Yeah, that's fair. And the fact that they're now linking up at Manchester United, that partnership is only going to get better and better over yeah. time. yeah. And that's a point. That's a, yeah. You've yeah. No, I can see that point there to you. There's a bit Nathan. of bit, bit of a Premier rivalry going on here. Newcastle, Manchester United. Yeah. Look, I just think that Newcastle are playing better. But anyway, that's a, <laughs> a topic for another podcast. Uh, I, I agree with you. Look, Rafinha will be out on the right. Lucas Paqueta will be on the left. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I think Vinny starts. Surely. Personally, as a Real fan, absolutely he should by rights, but. I think the Piqueta. I think he has a liking for Piqueta. Oh, see, Vinny Junior is my player to watch in this tournament. I think, is he really? Yeah. I think he's on the verge. He's because he's got some star power about him now. He's oh, incredible yeah, player. But it's not quite at the level of Neymar and Messi and Ronaldo and these sorts of absolutely S T players in terms of profile. I think he's ready to make that leap now, Vinny Junior. If he has a big yep. tournament, that's going to be amazing for. Uh, all his metrics away from the pitch not that those things really matter at the end of the day but mm. I think this is a tournament that Vinny announces himself to the wider football public as an elite elite player and he's got to play on, on the flanks he can't play through the middle no the, the number 10 yeah. role is reserved for Neymar sure no I was thinking of like as a striker up front but I think that uh, I mean he could play that role but oh, I don't know I think that's Richarlison's uh, Charles or Anthony, Anthony, Anthony as well. Martinelli, <sighs> Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, I mean you could. Well, you know what? I don't think. Look, I think Jesus is obviously going to be on the twenty in the twenty six, but I don't think he actually gets much game time. To be fair, and which is silly, really. But that's just an indicator of the depth that this Brazilian side has. I do take your point with Gabby Jesus that if Brazil are needing a goal in a game, are you going to throw on? Jesus, who is not the most clinical striker going. As we record, he's gone on a bit of a barren run for his form, not really picking up too many goals in recent weeks. He's not really someone that you would throw on who's going to get you a goal. The likes that 
some other players in the past for Brazil have done so. The likes of uh, Fred, the striker Fred, in years gone by, he would get thrown on mm-hmm. as, a, as a hope for Brazil to try and salvage, a, salvage the game. The question is here that with regards to if Brazil do need to chase a result, what does he do? What does Tete do with regards to the formation? Does he sacrifice a defense like a midfielder and just go 4 1 4 1 so that you've got a defensive five and an attacking five essentially? Uh, and that's the way I see. So, for instance, that's where Bruno would be handy. I think Bruno Guimaraes. If I was managing this Brazil team and I needed a goal, I would switch to a back three. Yeah, yeah. Because Thiago Silva, perhaps nowadays, is more suited to a back three the way he's been playing at Chelsea, the that's, system. That's true too. And yeah. you stick Edimidi Tower next to Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, that's those a great three call. can handle themselves. That's a great call. And Tellez, Danilo, attacking fullbacks by nature, yeah. they can push up and then you can really start to overload the flanks and really create some space. But I, I, I don't, would, I don't sorry, think Tite actually yeah. will go and do that. I think it is just a case of throwing another striker on sacrifice. Of I was just going to say that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I actually think that he would throw on another striker as well, as opposed to, yeah, I think change the back and throw up uh, another body up front. Yeah, I think changing the shape would be a better way to go about it for this Brazil team to go and even just a, a shift in shape. Hmm. Even if you drop Casemiro into the defence and you just alter things around a little I think that Casemiro would have to come off and actually Fabinho would have to go to come on and do that. Yeah, it's a fair call. Fabinho, who has played centre-back for Liverpool many times now. And I think Fabinho could even play in the back three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's smart enough. He's got the football now to to do that. So, yeah, just an incredible side. I mean, we've just covered how much, you know, how much talent is there. And yes, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm starting to think that, you know, hey, Brazil are... you know, they're definitely in my top four as a serious threat, but I don't know. There's something about it that I just see that they're just going to fall short. It's interesting. I was having a look at the knockout stage as the way mm. it'll pan out. If Brazil and Argentina both win their groups, yes, we've said Argentina probably going to win theirs. Yep. And I don't think we're going to disagree that Brazil are going to win this group. No, uh, yeah, I contend that they will. Yep. They're on course to meet in the semi final. Yeah, and that's where I think that's, yeah, that's that, right. That's a massive semi final. That is worthy of a final. It was the Copa America yeah. final, of course. That, incidentally, is the only game that Brazil have lost in the last three years. That's true. Yeah, see, so, yeah, we're talking about the streaks that Argentina have been on. You've just mentioned the streak that Brazil's on. There are some teams that are really going to be tested in this World Cup, and. and yeah, it's just a fascinating World Cup. It really is. Like you're looking at it and you're going, well, a result that goes south here for them, and they're already on the back foot. If they get a draw against Serbia here in the first game, Switzerland, say, knock over Cameroon, Brazil, Switzerland, next game, they're already under the pump because there is a lot of pressure on Tite going into this tournament. Yeah, because of the reasons we've mentioned. There's so many tools at his disposal. Yeah, he can play whatever football he wants. He can line up in whatever formation he wants. There is no excuse with this Brazil side. There's no obvious weakness. I don't know if the Brazilians are as under as much pressure, though, to win as compared to the English side. Probably not. Probably not. I think, naturally, the English put more pressure on their national team. Yeah, but I actually think that a lot of the world expects England to really give this thing a shake. And we've discussed it before, right? I look at this Brazilian side and would I be surprised if they won it? Absolutely not. 
do I think that they're under pressure? Uh, and the only pressure I think that they are from is that they're experiencing from their home supporters. I don't think that the rest of the world would sit there and go, well, okay, Brazil lost. It doesn't strike me as being a shock that if they did lose, maybe because of the Copa America uh, loss at home. That might be it. If they, if mm. they were able to win that tournament, then yeah. maybe in your eyes they would be clear yeah. of his favourites. Yeah, win. whilst I think Argentina are probably more fancied than Brazil myself. I think in either case, this is a fantastic opportunity for a South American side to go and lift the trophy because since 2002, where Brazil won it, mm. it has been European winners since. Mm. How do, you, do you think Cameroon trouble them in any way? I don't think so. I think Brazil do come away with three points in that yeah. game. Yeah. Cameroon, they are a good side. They've got players in form. I think they do make a good account of themselves at this World Cup. I think they can cause plenty of problems, but... Then for mine, I do think they will struggle to mm. just get over the line, but they absolutely can. Mm. They can get out of the script. They can finish second. They can get through to the knockouts. Oh, that's a big call. It's possible. Oh, it is possible. Mm. Yeah, it is. It that's, is all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It is possible. Is They're it not like... an obvious weaker team. No, no. And perhaps in some of the other groups, the top four sides. Yep. It's pretty cut and dry that yeah. they're going to finish bottom of the group and be yep. a little bit disappointed. But Cameroon, they're going to be closer. To the bigger to the other teams in this group than some other pot four teams. Let's talk about Switzerland. Let's talk Switzerland. FIFA ranked number Swiss. sixteen in the world. Mm, yeah, interesting team. Interesting team. Look at this qualifying record. Yeah, in a group with Italy, they yeah. managed to win the group without dropping a game. But I tell you what, I don't like their recent form. All right, their recent form in June, I should say. So in September in the Nations League. Great. Beating Spain. Beating the Czech Republic. Fantastic. Beating Portugal. They beat Portugal in June, but losing to Spain at home and then losing to Portugal 4-0 is And even if you go is a concern. further back, losing to the Czech Republic, drawing with Kosovo. That's right. You see? And it, the reason form is not really something that you would use as a, a plus for this team. Yeah, and look, I think that they do provide a challenge to Serbia... And Cameroon, uh, Brazil beats them. But, yeah, um, I don't know if these guys will go through. I don't know if the, the Swiss will go through. I think this is so tight between Serbia and Switzerland. I actually, well, we'll cover off our predictions later. But, look, one thing that's been impressive is the leadership of Zaka since it's what happened last year or 18 months ago with uh, regards to his time at Arsenal and everybody thinking that it was coming to an end. The way that he's come back has been incredible. Uh, transformation in career seems to have impacted upon the other Swiss players as well, like Fabian Shah, great defender. Yes, I'm biased, Newcastle supporter, but he has been really good this season. Oh, he has, and he will start right. for Switzerland at this tournament, probably. So, you know... Um, they have plenty of depth, though, at centre-half. You've got, yeah, they do. I think the starting centre-half partnership will be Akanji and Cher. But yes, then you've got lots of high-level defenders particularly in Germany as well, the likes of Elvedi. There's some good depth in defence. It's amazing to me that Ricardo Rodriguez is still going. Oh, no, right. He will start at left fullback. Yeah, Someone incredible. who I f- feel like he's been around for 15 years. He's only 30. And he's only 30. And he might have another tournament or two left in him. He's just one of these players that is just a, a mainstay for, yeah. for Switzerland. A team who have been a mainstay at the World Cup. They've made it out of the groups three of the last four times. My player to watch in this uh, Swiss side is uh, Granitschaka star power there but although I will mention I think Vargas who's only 24 is a exciting player he is Ruben Vargas off the left side in the attack 
he is someone that really needs to fire because I think if you're relying on Zerdin Shakiri to create the goals, yeah, then it's not really going to go too well for the Swiss. I think he'll be an impact player off the bench. You Shikiri. don't think Shakiri starts? No. Who plays off the right? Do you think I, Mbolo goes over to the wing and they start Possibly. Sikervich? Possibly. I, I don't know if... Actually, that's... Yeah, Mbolo. Yeah, I think that's the case. I don't see Shakiri playing a full 90 in this World Cup. I actually think he'll be more of an impact player off the bench myself. I don't know. It, just something strikes me about that uh, happening at the moment. He's playing MLS. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see him starting. This was another player I was surprised that is still a regular feature for the Swiss national team, alongside Ricardo Rodriguez and Jakiri. He's done a job for them, though. He has. He Over has. He absolutely has. Right. He scored some fantastic goals at previous tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why I, I just don't see playing as much as what he has previously. I think the big question mark for this Swiss team is between the posts. Sommer is actually in risk of missing the World Cup. It's a massive injury, Dad. He's been out for the past month for his club side, and it is touch and go whether he'll make the tournament or not. I think if you're the manager, he does pick him in the 26. But whether he's fit to start or not is, yeah. is a different scenario altogether. He, he's, he's that experience. He could be the goalkeeper coach for yeah, Switzerland, probably, probably right? Could be. So that probably means that uh, Kobel will start for Switzerland if someone's missing. Okay, okay. You wouldn't go with uh, Omlin or von Belmus? No, I think Kobel, who's playing for Borussia Dortmund, mm. I think he is all right as a backup. I have concerns if he was the main starter, but if he is forced to play over Jan Sommer then it's all right as a backup, is my point. Does Sommer play yes or no? Because I think they actually need Sommer. Yeah, they do. If, if Sommer is missing, then they are going home. I yeah. Think. yeah, I agree. I agree. So hopefully, for the sake of this group, he is fit. Who's your key player? My key player for Switzerland. I'm going to go for Ruben Vargas. Playing off the left, as I mentioned, a bit of an unknown quantity. And they need something in attack, Switzerland. They need someone to provide some goals and assists because... If it is Shakiri off the right, Vargas off the left, and Bold up front, there isn't a whole host of goals. If it is those three, just as a bit of a shout, I think the Switzerland team have the, the weakest attack out of this group. So you need one of these players to step up, rise to the occasion. And if it is Ruben Vargas, then the Swiss will be all the, all the better for it. I don't know where else the goals will come from. Maybe Mbola, like you said. Shakiri maybe as an impact player from what I see, but you may see it differently, Nathan, but I think that in order for Switzerland to progress, Severovic has got to have a really good World Cup and he's over in Galatasaray at the moment and I don't know how he's going to stack up against the likes of Thiago Silva and other defenders that he's going to come up against in this group. I think there's plenty of goals in this group. I look at... We'll come on to Serbia shortly, but I look at the defence of Serbia. Yep. I think that's something that you can get at. So... Yeah, that's Switzerland, fair. if they are going... this, oh, I'm really looking forward to this matchup between Switzerland and Serbia. For mm. me, this, this is the game of the group. And it's the last and one. It's the last one. It could, if, it, if there is something on the line as well, winner takes all, winner gets second place, if it pans out that way. Yeah. This could be the game of the group stage. Yeah, it could be. could be. Yeah, I it could be this, because of the, the fact that it's the last uh, match day. Yeah. And it could easily, for mine, end up being a, a high-scoring game. It could be a, something... Five goals in it, something like that. Three, three all draw or something yeah. like that. Should we move on to Serbia? Let's do it. I'm really keen on the Serbian side, to be honest. Luka Jovic, Dusan Tadic. Luka Jovic, does yeah. he start for you? 
No, but I'm just on the bench. I mean, you got okay. Vlahovic, you've got Mitrovic, like Sergei Milinkovic Savage in midfield. Oh, what a player he is! Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you're looking at it and you're going, well, this side is is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like you know, there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot of goals in this team. Yes, going forward, but it depends on the other side. The other end of the field is where I'm a bit. The defense mm, is the defense the is question a bit mark. question. You know, defense is questionable. You've got the youngster Pavlovich playing at Salzburg. Yep, he's been bled into the team in yep. the last six months or so. I think he probably will start for the Serbs. Belenkovic is someone who's in and out of the team. Belenkovic as well, Katafe. There's not too much going on in this defense. I think it's the weakest defense in this group. Yeah, uh, look, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But their attack is just so good. It is so good. Outside of Brazil, yeah. they've got the best attack but the worst defence. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I think that's fair. So I think these Serbian games, they're going to be lots of fun to watch for a neutral. Yes. If you're a Serbian supporter watching these games, I think you might be pulling your hair out. Yep. At some of the defending on show. I agree. Not that they are tragic defensively they've kept some notable clean sheets against Norway against Sweden as well but I think with this step up with some of the attacking players on show in this group I do think they get found wanting and they play a traditional 3-5-2 which is interesting to see it is you know it's been interesting to see this um, this formation back in international football which I I'm a fan of I I love a strike partnership oh so do I I mean how good is it and look what a partnership Vlaovic and Mitrovic. If they can get some synergy going, you know, it's going to be something fantastic to watch. I hope this team doesn't really just devolve into launching balls into the box because no. it's two big guys up front. Look, um, they've got a wily coach as well in Dan Stojkovic. So, yeah, um, I don't think that they will go past much past the group of 16 or the round of 16, to be honest. But I do see them getting out of this group. And the way that the uh, draw works out for them, you know, they take on the big boys first. Get that one out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Cameroon and then crunch match with uh, Switzerland. Four points, I think, will be enough to get you out of the group in second here. Yeah, we'll we'll get on to game by game. But I think you're right. Four points is going to be enough to get you out. Then it comes down to goal difference. Yeah, correct. It's going to be very tight. Very, very tight, this group. And... The Serbian fortunes, end of the day, will come down to their defence where they keep some out. Correct. And I think the Serbian strike power is far more impressive than Switzerland's. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. But the defence for Switzerland, for mine, is nearly as impressive. Yeah. Yeah, the Switzerland-Serbia game, Saturday the 3rd of December, 6am, set your alarms. That's going to be one to uh, wake up for, if you're not already, and really catch perhaps one of the best games of this group stage good start to the weekend should we move on to Cameroon let's move on to Cameroon didn't qualify for Russia 18 no they didn't they had a tough time getting to this World Cup what an amazing story it was that because the way African qualifying works you have to win your initial group phase and then the 10 group winners go into a home and away aggregate score with away goals and they needed away goals Cameroon to get through against Algeria the fourth minute of extra time stoppage time in the second leg Toko Akambi sent them through 
on away goals. Thank goodness you said stoppage time there, not extra time. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra time. It was stoppage time of extra time. time. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Which is just remarkable. Correct. You Correct. play 210 minutes of that football. That is incredible. Yeah. And you get through with what was effectively the last kick of the game. The last kick of the game. Incredible. There's always a drama in that African confederation and their World Cup qualification. It's Qualifying so hard yeah. for Africa. Yeah, it is. It's so hard. Just You just have to look at the teams that didn't make it. Algeria, Egypt, mm. some high-level players there that yeah. are not going to be at this World Cup. No, that's true. That's and true. Hopefully with the expansion of the World Cup in 26, there will be, A, more African spots, I but also, yeah. also an easier way to qualify, not this head-to-head knockout that everyone has to go through. You hear some group winners that just go through, well, like ma- Europe. Yeah. Maybe they increase the number within each group or the number of groups, and then those group winners just go directly in. Yeah, I think if they just copy-paste the European format. Yeah. Not the much. Nations League stuff. No, no, no. But just the standard yeah. World Cup no, qualifiers right. where you get group winners and then second places have a bit of a playoff. It's a bit bit kinder for these teams. I look at this Cameroon side and I think... Yeah, look, you've done it the hard way, but I don't see you guys progressing, unfortunately. It's going to be very tough for them to get out of this group. You're bullish on the African nations and the Asian nations, right? And we've expressed that we would love to see the changing of the guard and get these nations through. In particular, Japan, I think that would be awesome. I think that would be a great story for this World Cup, like we've said before. Do you see this Cameroonian side progressing out of this group? If you want a one-word answer, I'm going to go with no. Okay. But that's fair. if enough. I can expand, of course, I will say that they will give a red a red hot go. I agree with you there. They're going to be able to pick. I don't think they finish it with zero points. Okay. I think they get something out of this group. Yep. Whether or not it's enough to get through to the knockouts, and that's sure. a whole different story. Yeah, but of course. If you look at the attack that they've got on show here, yep. Togo can be off the left, as I mentioned. The, the man who's responsible for getting Cameroon to this World Cup playing really well in France uh, in amongst the goals this season Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting off the right a player who was a bit of a joke at Stoke a Stoke joke and a bit of a joke at PSG as well hmm. I remember that shocking miss he had for PSG I forget who it was against where it was the ball was effectively on the line yeah and he didn't score yeah I don't know how that happened it happens but Hasn't it? Yeah, it happens <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but this season for Bayern Munich, he has refound his form. Julian Nagelsmann has revived him as a great player. Yeah. And he scored in each of his last six games as we record, picking up mm. a couple of assists as well. He's mm. the guy who's saving Bayern Munich this season. Yeah. Who's your player to watch? My player is uh, Zambo Nguisa in midfield. Okay. Yep. A guy who didn't really work out at Fulham, went on loan to Spain and again to Napoli. He's now permanently there are the Italian team and he's had a great season as well there's some real good talent in this Cameroonian side yeah look their recent form a lot of these guys weren't on the last um, weren't available Mm. for their last uh, international break so yeah it's hard to get a read on their form yeah it's one of those things where they've done well to get there I expect that they will give a good account of themselves Cameroon has a you know tradition in the World Cup so it means something it means a lot it means a lot to them yeah I just don't see them getting out of this group unfortunately as much as I'd love to see them happen you know as much as I'd love to see that happen I just don't see that that, um, that occurring this time around unfortunately I hope I'm proven wrong but I'm looking at their results in the last six months or so it's not great 
It's not great. And the teams that they have beaten are teams that you would expect them to beat. I'll rattle them off. Burundi, Burkina Faso, Ethiopia, Comoros, Gambia. The level of opposition obviously is a massive step up. They don't face the likes of Serbia, Switzerland, Brazil within African qualifying. No, I agree with you that their form is very hard to read. In fact, it's poor. And uh, as much as I'd love to, you know, have hope and say, you know, Cameroon are going to, you know, really give it to Brazil or give it to Serbia or or Switzerland, I know that they will give a good account of themselves. I, like you, think that they will go home with a point. But that's about it. Yeah, I think they've got the attacking players to trouble some teams. Yeah. But it's the defence that I'm worried about. Yeah, that's the thing. Because they've the attacking power of um, Serbia in particular yep. and Brazil, I just can't see them holding them out. Mm. Even even Switzerland, for that matter. Yes, they've got a good goalkeeper in Andre Onana. Yeah, he's, but good, you know. he's going to be very busy. Yes, I agree. I agree with you there. I am with you. I think that Toko Ikami will be the player to watch out for for Cameroon. This form is not great for Cameroon. No, it's not. It's not. It isn't. I think it isn't. And I, and I don't hold. And I don't hold very uh, high hopes for them. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm looking at this last side, and I'm not really their last three sides. But mind you, right? To be fair, the last the last four sides, right? There wasn't an international break then, and they were playing African nations. So, Nathan, word association for this group. Brazil. Carnival. Hmm. Okay. What's mine? I'm thinking Pele. And Churrasco. Yeah, that is fair. Maybe it's because I'm getting hungry. I don't know, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Switzerland. Toblerone. The Alps. You could go for a, a fancy watch as well. Yes, you could. <laughs> you could. You could. Any watch manufacturers out there looking to sponsor a podcast? There you do go. get in touch. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Cameroon. Ah, Cameroon. Samueletto. So I think of Roger Miller. Yeah. 1990 World mm. Cup. Serbia. Nemanja Vidic. As a United supporter. Manchester United supporter. There's more than one United. <laughs> Thank you. I would say Rakia. Mm. Yep. There you go. And Red Star Belgrade. Mm. Have you seen the tunnel at Red Star Belgrade? Whoever's listening to the podcast, if you haven't seen it already, just look up Red Star Belgrade and the tunnel, the players' tunnel, which is under the playing surface. It's incredible. Wow. It is a old-fashioned away place to play nightmare. That's what I would put it as. Intimidating. Yeah. Playing in Eastern Europe is uh, somewhat different. That's for sure. So always tricky places to go yeah quirky Qatar fact time go on Lazarus hit me this is my favourite part of the podcast the quirky ca- is it really not all the football talk the quirky fact about Qatar I okay. love them I love them did you know that there is a 100 metre long buffet 100 metres long correct the length of an entire football pitch nearly correct where's this where's this I'm tempted to go to Qatar the, just to find this 100 metre buffet the Marriott in Doha for anyone who is going over to Qatar for this tournament, get yourself over to the Doha Marriott. Not, a, not an ad, not a sponsor. No, let us know what it's like. Don't You don't even have to spend any money. Just, just go and have a look at this ridiculous 100 metre long buffet where the sea meets the desserts. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we should move to our predictions. Match day one. Switzerland against Cameroon. The game that kicks it off in this group. Switzerland 2-0. Yeah, that's fair. Switzerland 2-1 for mine. Much of a muchness. Mm. I think there's enough goals in this Cameroon side to worry some defences. I think Cameroon do get on the board, but effectively losing the game. Brazil-Serbia. Brazil 2-1. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think Mitrovic and Vlaovic, there's enough to get on the board. Same story with Cameroon. There's enough to get on the board, but just not enough to pick up three points. Would it surprise you if it's a slow start for Brazil and it's a two-all draw or a one-all draw? It wouldn't surprise me because I think the way this group pans out, Brazil have got Serbia up first and then I think the games do get slightly easier. Getting through on seven points versus nine points doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it's okay for them to ease into this tournament, but I don't think they do. Mm. I think there's enough in this Brazil side to beat Serbia. I'd like to say Serbia get a draw here, but I do think Brazil will just edge it 2-1. So, Nathan, with your match day one, we have... As we go through it, we have... Brazil first. Brazil first. Switzerland second. Yep. Both on three points. Okay. Cameroon third and Serbia on fourth. All right. Goal difference, obviously, the difference maker here. Sure. Well, I'll I'll have Switzerland uh, in first on goal difference, whilst uh, Brazil are in second, both on three points, and Serbia third and Cameroon fourth. As we head into match day two, and Cameroon against Serbia. Serbia win 3-1. I've got this down as a two-all draw. Interesting. I think that's... Okay. This will be, be a fun game. Lots of goals. I think Juba Motin can get on the board. Okay. And the, as I said in the previous match day, the striking powerhouse of the Serbian side, I don't think Cameroon can hold them out. I think they can see two, as I said, but Cameroon themselves can cause problems for Serbia. I think this is the game where Serbia break loose. How much? 3-1. You 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. You're not going higher? No. Break, breaking loose? No, 3-1. Run, running Look, right? That's considerate. No, I wouldn't say running right, but I think that's... You know, three goals in a World Cup game is considerable. It's not going to be as easy as what we think it would be perceptually, right? But I think that um, I think that Serbia get this one 3-1. And Brazil against Switzerland. The other game in match day two. Jeez. See, now this would not surprise me if this wasn't one was a draw. Given given uh, Switzerland's defence, so interesting. Yeah, I am of the opinion, though. Having said that, I do think that Brazil edge this one out two 0 I've gone for a three one. Okay. I think, as we mentioned, the Neymar, Vini, Richarlison, yeah. Rafinha. There's so many good players in this Brazil side, yeah. but we didn't mention in our chat with Brazil. But I think Thiago Silva playing in that back two two centre-halves it's a shift back from what he has been doing at Chelsea Mm. maybe he doesn't have the pace to play in a back two at the ripe old age of 38 so I think maybe he might get found out a little bit there's still enough in this Brazil side to win comfortably no I think that they win 2-0 so after match day two I've got Brazil on six Switzerland on three Cameroon on one and Serbia on one okay whilst I have Brazil on six I have Serbia on three and just ahead in goal difference and I have Switzerland on three and then Cameroon on zero heading into match day three mm. where there's still plenty on the line for both of us yes Serbia and Switzerland this is this that's is the, the one. money game that's the one 
this is the one. I've got this one down as a 2-1 win for Serbia. Yeah, I'll go with that. I think they edge it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. No result in this game would surprise me. No, again, like uh, like I said uh, with the other games with regard to Brazil, I wouldn't be surprised if either Serbia or Switzerland actually get a draw against them, right? But I think that, again, it wouldn't surprise me if this one was a draw or if Switzerland won. But I think that uh, Serbia will just edge them out. This game is so finely balanced. Yeah, it is. This, this will be a great game, actually. Mm. As I said earlier, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this could be the game of the group stage. You know, yeah, look, mm. I don't know if it'll outdo Spain-Germany. Right, because I think the way where Spain and Germany come against each other, being on match day two of that group, is just placed perfectly. Whilst this one here, assuming that both of them have lost to Brazil and that they've both gotten a result against Cameroon, this is all or nothing. It's a round of 16 game come early. It is. It absolutely is. It is. Loser goes home. Yeah, absolutely. And And no extra time. So you can see drama. I can see drama. I can see a, a score draw going on here as well. That would not surprise me. And a score draw does hurt Serbia in my scenario. Yeah, For okay. one, Serbia need to win. Yeah, to get yeah they do in your scenario, yeah. In my scenario, they need to win. Whilst so. the draw's enough mm. in my scenario. It's just interesting how it'll mm. But I go. agree with you. I think actually that Serbia knock them over. And I think it's 2-1. And the last game of the group is Cameroon against Brazil. Brazil 3-0. Cameroon's still alive for me, but... Uh, uh, the tough ask. Brazil 3-0. Coming up against Brazil. I've got it down as a 3-0 as well. Yeah. There you go. And We're not arguing about that. That's good. No, we're not arguing about this one. <laughs> I think this one's pretty cut and dry. So, do, how do we have it finishing? So, for me, I've got Brazil topping the group on nine points. Same. I've got Serbia and Switzerland both on four. Okay. Serbia going through on goal difference. Yep. Plus two versus minus two of Switzerland. Yep. And Cameroon one point and minus four. Yeah, so whilst I have Serbia going through in second but on six points. Yeah, so we've got yeah. the same teams going so through. So I think Brazil and Serbia go through. And that's it for this episode of The Back Peg. That is, we've reached The Back Peg. We've reached The Back Peg again. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, do drop us a review. Yes, uh, We'd please. love to hear your feedback. It doesn't have to be an amazing review. We, we can take some criticism. We can take some, uh, some good feedback. And bad. And bad. So whatever it is, just feedback. Just give us feedback and that's it. Let us know your predictions at uh, The Back Peg, both on Instagram and Twitter. And do leave a review because it does get us into the charts a little bit perhaps and allows us to reach more people Mm. and uh, cop some more flack off others. Absolutely. (laughs) And look, any criticism, we'll take on board. No trouble at all. I've been Nathan Gould. And I'm Lazarus Kromos. And we'll speak to you soon. Take care, guys.